415ers podcast coming at you three times a week. Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. I'm on social at eGiddings10. Mark, you can find on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. The 49ers in the NFC right now are in as good as a position as anyone. And a lot of it has to do with McCaffrey. It has to do with how Garoppolo is playing. It has to do with the, maybe the best defense in football right now, especially in second halves. But if you... You know, through all right, like which which team is the most dangerous to the 49ers in the NFC? Uh, yeah, some people might say the Eagles, some people not Mark, uh, would say the Vikings, <laughs> some some people would say the Cowboys, uh, some people might say if if Tampa Bay gets on a roll, they're dangerous. I, I don't know. If you go to any city in the country right now with a national football league team, well, in the NFC, I should say, they will say the most dangerous team is the San Francisco 49ers. So right now they are in a great spot. Six and four, you may feel like they should have a better record. However, it's going to play out. They're right now in first place in the NFC via the tiebreaker. They are where they are supposed to be, which is determining their own destiny the rest of the regular season. The 49ers are the most dangerous team in football looking from an opponent's perspective. That is something that I I don't know if I could have said at the beginning of this year, I had high hopes for them. I believe they'd make the playoffs. But if you ask me 10 weeks into the year, or 11, I guess, 11 weeks into the year, if the 49ers would be, you know, the, the team that everyone is 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 kind of, um, you know, having nightmares about, I, Mark, I, I would have called you crazy after after the first week. I'm Yeah, it's a pretty stark turnaround. And the question would have been, you know, if you didn't know about the Trey Lance injury, okay, wow, Trey Lance must have exploded. But I guess I would say when I say difficult in terms of the situation the 49ers would be in, and I want to get to the NFC stuff in a a minute, but difficult for for the quarterback situation because of everything that they invested in Trey Lance and the whole plan, we talked about this a lot, was – try to win a Super Bowl when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal because you're able, we talked about all the money and I know you can try to fit things in. I think generally people kind of minute. They're, they're doing it right now. I know, but Jimmy Garoppolo is making next to nothing. I mean, he, he's, he's getting the bonuses. The year, he's going to make probably what? 15 million. Yeah. But, but that's so much less of a cap hit because of it's, it's all in bonuses and, and, deferred money and, and all of that. But my my point is considering everything that the organization has said about Trey Lance, considering everything that the organization gave up to get Trey Lance and you're basically admitting defeat, which at this point, you know, maybe the best thing is to do that and to simply move on and to turn to a veteran, whether or not it's Jimmy Garoppolo or anyone else, some of the other names that you mentioned, and just simply move on because this is a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now. You could make it very easy case. I can make the case that is the right thing to do. You're doing right by all the stars you have in the locker room right now if you do that. But it's so incredibly difficult for organizations when they were the reasons why they're, they're, they you know gave up all this draft capital to draft this guy to admit that they were wrong. And I think that's why this situation is so difficult. But you're right. This is a, a team that is in an absolutely perfect situation to compete in the NFC. We talked about it at the end of last episode. Perhaps the only team 
that would be favored right now against the 49ers in the playoffs, home or away, wherever the wherever the game is, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's probably relatively close, maybe a, a three-point spread if I had to, to make up a spread in my mind. And that's because it would be in Philadelphia. And what? Home field is generally worth, what, two and a half or three points. So, I mean, the 49ers are as good as any team in the NFC. They're probably, you know, a, a, a top five team in the entire NFL right now. Uh, they have as good of a chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl as anyone else. And a big part of that is because of Jimmy Garoppolo and, and his ability to lead this team as a veteran quarterback. It probably would not be that way without Trey Lance. Um, I'm in agreement with all of those things, but the situation just becomes uncomfortable at, at best, difficult at worst, because of how the team got to this point in the first place. Yeah, and I guess the last thing I'll say about that is I, I don't necessarily think Shanahan is afraid of that. I mean, we didn't think Garoppolo would be on the team this year. No one did. And I know there's a confluence of things that allowed that to happen, but I'm I'm not going to write out any future scenario because the Niners have already told us that they're willing to do things that no other franchise has done before. And they're also willing to pivot based on how they've played things in the past. I know we discussed when the McCaffrey deal went down that Trey Lance was the first, uh, you know, a, a aggression domino that had fallen for Shanahan because he's typically associated with being this this conservative type mm -hmm. of head coach. But as a as a front office member, he is very aggressive, and that's why he went out to spend all those picks to get Christian McCaffrey. So I, I look, I, I know there's going to be I, I'm, I'm no capologist by any means, but I do believe that if if Shanahan wants something and maybe that's a quarterback I don't know maybe maybe it's another defensive back maybe it's a linebacker I don't know if he wants something that he believes will get him to the to the top of the mountain he will go get it that's I think what I've taken away more so from this season than anything else um but it it sounds like Mark based on kind of the the odds you laid out like you you would have the 49ers right now as the second best team in the NFC yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Philadelphia, I think they've done enough right now. I mean, they're nine and one. They've had a couple of bad games in a row. They lost to Washington at home, and they barely snuck out against the Colts in Indianapolis this most recent weekend. Um, but still, I mean, you consider their ability to run the ball, um, not even just, you know, with their running backs, but with their quarterback. They have a star receiver in A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith has a really difficult cover, and they have a a pretty good defense as well. I mean, Darius Slay, one of the best uh, cover corners in the league, and, and they've just beefed up their front defensively with some recent signings, uh, Nadamakan Sue, um, a few others. So they're scary, and I think they're a kind of team, we talked about this with regard to the 49ers, they're the kind of team that, you know, works well for January football. Tough, physical, they can run the ball, they play good defense. That's also the 49ers, but the Eagles fit that bill as well. So they that travels. The run game travels. The defense travels. They'll be scary anywhere they play. I see the 49ers as just a step behind them. I, I talked about it last episode. I do not believe in the Vikings at all. The Cowboys, relatively similar. I think they, they might be, you know, the, the third best team in the, in the NFC, in my opinion, ahead of the Vikings. 
because of their ability to run the ball and their defense. I'm not a huge believer in Dak Prescott, specifically in the postseason. I think he's a, a much better regular season quarterback than he is a postseason quarterback. He hasn't really proven it much in the postseason to this point. I mean, the 49ers beat them in Dallas last season, and, and uh, Dak was unable to do anything against that defense. But uh, the Cowboys' defense is, is incredibly good as well. I think that's why I have, I have a gigantic belief in them. And beyond that, I mean, the Seahawks don't scare me. The, the New York Giants don't scare me. I'd probably be more scared of of even Tampa Bay than the Minnesota Vikings just because of, of uh, Tom Brady's, uh, I don't know, what he's been able to accomplish throughout his entire career and and the respect that he has from uh from his peers i i just i don't know maybe it's going to my head but i have i have absolutely no faith in the minnesota vikings and kirk cousins i think that they've they've benefited from extreme luck the first 10 games of the season and and things are bound to change in that regard uh but i'd go eagles niners cowboys the top three in the nfc and, and the vikings aren't particularly close to any of those three wow okay um I would say it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, I true, would also true. say that right now, Mark, do you know the team with the best differential in the NFC? The Philadelphia Eagles. It is the Dallas Cowboys after their 37-point mm. thumping of the Vikings. To me, I would have the Niners in the top three, but to me, they are neck and neck with the Vikings. And so I would go Philly. As one, I would go Dallas as two. I would take Minnesota third. The reason being, and I know they have a negative point differential. I also don't think the Cowboys with the best point differential are the best team in the NFC. Um, the 49ers have had, and and th this could change very quickly. And again, I pointed this out early in the episode. I believe that we will know more about the 49ers and where I see them uh, officially maybe being a top two team in the NFC in the next three weeks because of their opponents. The Niners have had a bottom five schedule this year. As far as strength of schedule, they they have you know one of the top five easiest schedules so far this season. That changes the last you know remaining weeks of the year. They'll be somewhere in between. I think it's it's ten and fifteen. So it gets a little bit tougher for them. The Vikings, even though yes they have been lucky, I I, I just think they have better wins on their schedule. Uh, they've beaten the Dolphins on the road, who are a very good team. Uh, they have also beaten the Buffalo Bills on the road. I know that was a back-and-forth game. Could have gone either way. The week before that, they beat the recently upstart Washington Commanders on the road, coming back from down 10 in the second half. Like I, I do think they have more impressive victories on their schedule, 8-2 and two aside. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys, I think, are the only team right now, maybe outside of Philly, that has a defense that could rival the 49ers and what they do. Obviously, their shellacking of Minnesota was very impressive from wire to wire, but they lost the week before to a Green Bay Packers team in overtime that they probably should have beat. They blew a lead in that game. So that, I mean, you know, the, the Cowboys have also beaten the Commanders. They've also beaten the Giants, who are 7-3. and three. To me, if there's going to be a fluky team in the NFC, it would be New York more so than Minnesota. And, and not to say that I, I think the Vikings, if they matched up head-to-head -head with the Niners, would have a distinct advantage. But I think it'd be a close game. And right now, the Vikings, to me, have shown they can win those close games more so than the Niners just because they've been in those positions more. So if I had to rank teams, it would be Eagles 1, Cowboys 2, Niners and Vikings 3. Interesting. Um, I think the Vikings, um, 
I mean, you mentioned the Miami game. That was in the middle of Tua Tagovailoa's head injury. It was Teddy Bridgewater starting that game. That's that's a, a good win on the road still against a quality team, but it's not nearly as good as it would be if if uh, Tua was the starting quarterback and their other wins. I mean, Taylor Heineke is certainly playing better for Washington, but even that win for Minnesota is against a backup quarterback. They they beat Buffalo. That's you know the most impressive win of the year. Uh, by my estimation, but but still, the way it happened doesn't necessarily seem to. I don't know. What would be the most impressive Niners forward, win? What like most, what? What is the most impressive Niners win thus far? Uh, it's probably either the win again. It you're right. I mean, they haven't had a very difficult schedule yet. It's it's either the one in Mexico City because it was complete and utter domination, or it's the one on the road against the Rams. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I would I would say it's against the Rams just because at least they had their starting quarterback. Uh, but then again, we also have written the Rams off as a complete fraud this year. True. So True. again, like I'll have a better idea. I think of these next three weeks where the 49ers are for me being I mean, potentially a top two team. They have a top two, even top tier, top one potential for this conference, but they need to prove it to me a little bit more. Um that that's the only that's the only thing that that stops me is is their schedule at this point, Mark. So um, I, I do think that's that's what we're going to take a look at moving ahead. Uh, we'll have a preview episode coming up for you on Friday against the Saints. Uh, any final words, Mark? You look like you're in thought there. I'm um, just looking at the uh, Thanksgiving slate. You got Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. The clear uh, rooting interest for 49er fans, I would imagine, is root for the Patriots to knock off the Vikings on Thanksgiving. That would get the Niners close to a potential second seed. So that's big. And the other one, interestingly enough, is Giants-Cowboys. If you are confident that the Niners will be the three seed, you should probably root for the Cowboys because that would push the Cowboys further away from the six, which is the matchup with the three seed. And, you know, if the Cowboys are the five, it's unlikely that they win their division because they have the Eagles in it. Uh, Cowboys likely slotted in at the fifth spot, which means the fourth uh, division winner, likely the the Buccaneers, would play them first. So potentially root for the Cowboys, which which seems a little gross to do, but I think it's probably best if if you are uh, more scared of the Cowboys than the Giants or the Seahawks, which which I think most people are. So root for the Patriots, root for the Cowboys feels kind of disgusting, but I think it's probably the best way to do it. That said, uh, I think the Vikings win coming off their embarrassment against Dallas. I think the Cowboys take care of business at home against the Giants. And I'll just go ahead and say, I think the Detroit Lions win at home against the Bills. Oh, hey, it's the second straight uh, game for the Bills in Detroit. How about that? (laughs) That's right. Forgot about that. Uh, Yeah, they have not fared so well there thus far. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I think Detroit's on a roll right now. I don't know. They'll, they'll light it up and maybe come away with like a 35, 32, wow. Hot take. something like that. Yeah. You heard it here first in case that happens. <laughs> and uh, if they get blown out, then you can remind me on Monday. If, if they on get Friday. blown out, we'll just delete this episode from the archives. You'll be fine. Yeah. We'll just delete the last two and a half minutes there. We'll just, <laughs> we'll edit this thing out. Um, all right, Mark, in that case, I'll talk to you on Friday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey day to the fam and uh, appreciate you, man. Hey, you too. Talk to you on Friday, Evan. Alrighty, everyone. This has been the 415ers. We'll talk to you on Friday for Saints and 49ers coming up this weekend. In the meantime, enjoy your Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next time.